Today, our featured guest is Yvonne Oswald, a national U.S. award-winning pioneer in the field of personal growth. Yvonne was nominated for the Cover Visionary Award for her CD, Mind Magic. Mind Magic is a technique Yvonne has developed to release negative emotions and limiting beliefs in less than a minute. Yvonne is a renowned and respected communications trainer and keynote speaker and a certified trainer of hypnosis and a master practitioner of NLP and timeline therapy. Her second book, Every Word Has Power, was published in March of 2008 and is already in its third printing. Yvonne is a regular on City TV Toronto and has appeared on numerous television and radio shows in Canada and the U.S., as well as featured in print media such as Martha Stewart's Body and Soul. Yvonne's corporate clients include IBM, Boeing, and California State University. I was first introduced to Yvonne and her work by the incredible psychic and medium Colette Baron reed who credits much of her success to having worked with Yvonne. Please welcome to the show my very special guest, Yvonne Oswald. It's a great pleasure to have you with us, Yvonne. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, KG. It's great to be on. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, you're welcome. Your book, Every Word Has Power, really stands alone in its genre. It is the only primer I know of that gives you the practical how to switch on your language and turn on your life, as you put it in the subtitle to your book. Right. In, the, in the preface to your book, you state, Your words will set you free. The very words you speak and think are your personal vehicle on your journey to happiness. They program both your destination and the speed with which you get there. Words change your DNA sequences by recreating your future and creating quantum possibilities that allow you to take control of your destiny. Words and thoughts shape your very character. Take your place in the sun and learn to design your life intentionally now. Wow, that's a very powerful statement, Yvonne. It is, isn't it? Actually, listening to it, it sounds great. It really works. Communication certainly is especially internal communication, is of paramount importance. So well, I realized very early on, KG, that although the words you speak to someone else are only 7% of your success results, the words you speak to yourself are 100% of your success because mm-hmm. really um, as, we, as we edit the things we say to ourselves and actually bring in positive thoughts and positive affirmations, it's amazing how much your life changes. Mm-hmm. I, ha- I had an email yesterday, funnily enough, from a lady in California who'd read the book, and she's, she'd only gone partway through and had to email me to say, you know, she, had a, she got a switch buddy. So what, what mm-hmm. I recommend in the book is that you get someone to help you change your language because you, you obviously can't hear what you're saying yourself. Mm-hmm. And she said just within 24 hours, she realized how, how many low-energy words she was using. Mm-hmm. And she said already she was thinking more positively and feeling more positively about life. Yes. Well, what is the difference between, you mentioned high energy, low energy words. What's the difference between a high and low energy word? Well, I very quickly realized that um, when you use words, when any kind of sound vibration is produced by a word, and each word has its own resonance. And I was reading studies um, produced in hospitals that actually said that when you know people had high energy thoughts like I'm fantastic I'm really healthy I'm well 
it would stimulate one area of the brain, the, the prefrontal cortex. When um, people thought, I'm really sick, I'm fed up of life, etc., it would stimulate another area, mm -hmm. and it would actually lower the immune system. Mm -hmm. So I went from there to think, what is it about language and words that's so important in our self-talk? Mm -hmm. And in actual fact, if you actually use a word like excitement, joy, mm -hmm. happiness, love, mm -hmm. it actually makes you feel better just thinking about those words. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the feeling component is very important. We are driven by our emotions. That's our survival yes. mechanism. Yes. So, you know, a high energy word will produce a high energy emotion, which makes you feel safe. A low energy word, such as anger, hatred, mm -hmm. uh, problem, will actually produce low energy mm -hmm. emotions and introduce a feeling of fear and not, and not mm -hmm. a feeling of safety. Mm -hmm. And it stimulates a certain neurochemistry in the body. Yes, yes, it does. It, it yes. stimulates the limbic brain, which is the, the middle brain or the family brain, and that actually brings in a feeling of, uh, of needing to get more safety. Mm -hmm. yes, whereas, so. whereas even thinking high-energy thoughts, just keeping your chin up and just thinking high-energy mm -hmm. thoughts actually physically, so, physiologically takes you into a good yeah. state. So even if you don't believe it at first, I mean... Mm -hmm. Yeah, you don't need to believe it. It works. Yes. It's real simple. Yes. So you won a U.S. national award for your book. What was it mm. for? It was actually for the uh, work on language I was doing. It was from the um, National Association of Transpersonal Hypnotherapists in Virginia. And they awarded me uh, um, an award for the most unique contribution to the field of hypnosis and personal growth. Uh-huh because they realized how powerful it was, the, 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 the work around the language. Because, of mm -hmm. course, when you're working with someone, a hypnosis client, you have to use language. Mm -hmm. And this is part of the reason I invented it, is when I was training people to be hypnotherapists, I was listening to them say, so, don't worry. Don't think yes. about all the negative things yes. you've brought in with you. You know, yes. I'm, I'm standing behind, in front of them, waving my hands, going, change the language. Yes. And I realized I had to invent something to make them realize actually what they were saying. They were looking at me kind of puzzled, like, what am I saying? Yes. You know, what's the well, right? What you're referring to is the subconscious mind's inability okay. to recognize uh, when something is framed in the negative to get. Yes. yes. Yeah. So if I say to you, don't think of a pink elephant, you're right. obviously going to think of a pink elephant. If right. I say, don't worry. All you're going to think about is worry. If I say no problem or not bad, the unconscious mind works like an internet search engine, like a phenomenal internet search engine, yes. and it will go looking for results on bad and problem, which right. is where you really don't want it to go. Right. So what makes your book so pioneering and different? The fact that it gives so many fabulous small techniques on how to succeed yes uh you know the secret tells you what to do and how to do it as much as in as much as think positively have clear intent and then people start working with it and realize that it's not working because they don't realize that they've put in an initial uh stop gap where which is actually yes. sending them backwards so they'll say oh i've tried to do that and it's right. really hard it's really difficult to do that yes um, and simply the words they're using is actually making sure that it doesn't work yes it's like driving with your foot on the brake yes or driving <laughs> looking in the rearview mirror yes <laughs> yes <laughs> you know, yes instead of looking forward yeah that, you're right actually that's a really good analogy yes. excellent so the book every word has power was published by beyond words the same publisher that brought us the secret and dr emoto's mm -hmm. messages in water and how does your book complement the secret and dr emoto's messages from water 
Well, it was interesting. I'd read uh, I read Dr. Moto's book after I actually wrote, wrote my own book and realized that there was a huge correlation because what he did was he actually got water and said very kind words to it, like I love you and love and gratitude, and mm -hmm. then fast froze it, took photographs, and produced beautiful six-pointed stars. When he actually said words like I hate you or you're not nice or you're, you're oh gosh, it's not even easy trying to find not low energy words now, um, or uncomfortable words like that, uh, it would produce when he fast froze it a really discordant pattern. Mm -hmm. And I and you know your body seventy percent water, the earth is seventy percent water. So I suddenly realized, wow, the work I'm doing has really profound effects. Could have profound effects on the whole of humanity. Never mm -hmm. mind just on an individual basis. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So and the the secret, of course, the secret is very generic. It's very nice, but it doesn't actually tell you what to do on a day to day basis. Yes, it's the how. That's why yeah. your book is so great. It, it really does show you the how of getting using yeah. these uh, so what doors does your book open that others don't would you say it really opens the door to uh, the development of the prefrontal cortex which mm -hmm. is the high energy optimistic thinking brain which we began a couple of hundred thousand years ago when we first started using language and gesturing mm -hmm. and uh, this is the brain of the future it's the one that we're moving towards yes. you know the old limbic brain uh, that we were using when we lived in groups in the jungle, it was very useful at the time because it had a real uh, strong um, mechanism for alarm. Mm -hmm. And we don't need that alarm these days, not in, certainly not in a North America. Uh, so using words like hate, for instance, it's an, such an old word. It's, it's such a, a word that we don't really need in our language anymore. Yeah, so we're evolving our language. Exactly. You yeah. know, and there's, there's, there's more than five times more words in the English language now than there were in Shakespeare's time. Mm -hmm. And of course, new, new words are coming in every day. And as new words are coming in, we need to start filtering out all the old words. Yes. Yes. You know, so, so the, the unconscious mind is programmed to basically go for words with emotional context. Yes. Well, tell more, us more than any others. Tell us more about how the subconscious mind is like the Internet and why that's so important, Yvonne. Okay, well, first of all, it's programmed to search for keywords and keywords only. It doesn't have mm -hmm. grammar as a context. So if you say, um, I'm, uh, I'm not worried about something, it will just go for worried right. or something. So, so, for instance, if you key in uh, boxes into the Internet, you'll get candy boxes, you'll get coffins. It has no way of differentiating, neither does your unconscious mind. Mm -hmm. So the only difference with the unconscious mind is, if there's an emotional word in the mix, it will be it's programmed to head straight for that because right. that's its survival mechanism. Right. So if you say, I hate that TV show, the unconscious mind's zooming towards the word hate and bringing you lots more of the same. And it's a casual word that we use, not realizing what, what we're actually bringing into our life. It's very, very interesting. Now, the, the, the unconscious mind is programmed to actually have a beautiful search mechanism, which, which is a virus... Uh, finder very much like Norton antivirus yes but it, it's a mega virus finder mm -hmm. it's programmed to actually keep you alive it's programmed to keep you alive and yes. well that's its number one prime directive and if you give it the, the programs we put into the unconscious mind our thoughts and belief system actually lead the unconscious mind to help us survive yes Right. Well, and and, it, and of course it can also work against us. So in as much as when I was young, the only way I ever got attention from my mother was if I was ill. Yeah. She would stay off work if I was ill. So of course mm -hmm. I got to I got to ill quite a lot. Yes. Right. It, you know. So it will hurt us if there's a, if there's a secondary gain there. Yes. 
you know. And it was when my mother turned around one day and she said, you know, you're not ill enough for me to stay off work today. And guess what happened next time? <laughs> I, I was programming myself well away to, yes. to get get really, really ill. Yes. So, you know, and that was, a ha- a, a, it becomes a habitual behavior. And what happened is even when I was an adult, I found myself doing it until my mm-hmm. husband pointed it out. Yes. And once you become aware, the awareness... Mm-hmm. Then you can change it. Yes. Okay. Well, yeah, because if, it, if it's unconsciously, if you, if it's a habit, it's something you don't know you're doing, even though you know that the results aren't great. Yes. You have to find a way to get through to through to the original program to change it. Yes. So you can look at your results and get an idea of what you must be saying to yourself or what must Correct. be going on. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Exactly that. So if you, so the only there's five areas you can change. It's health, home career, uh, relationships, and um, money. Mm-hmm. And of course, self-worth, which is the huge one. Yes. Um, your attitude to everything comes through your self-worth. However, if one of those five areas isn't working for you, that means that you've got some limiting decisions or negative emotions in the mix. Yes, which we all do. <laughs> which we all do. We hear, yeah, 150,000 negative commands before your seven will do that for you. Yes. Yeah, so what is the magic element you talk about that's needed to get results? Right. It's excitability. It's, it's mm-hmm. the, the air or of expectation is, mm-hmm. is really expecting things to be wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of regard negative emotions and limiting beliefs as little black clouds above your head. Mm-hmm. And those that if you send up a beautiful thought to God or the universe, uh, you know, I want fabulous career, wonderful health, etc., etc. Um, it has to get through those clouds or around those clouds to get mm-hmm. to the source, and then it has to find its way back to you. And of course, if it, if you got too many little black clouds there, then they're not going. It's not going to come back to you. It may go to someone else. Mm-hmm. If you have a beautiful thought that's really intense and really excitable, like a laser, mm-hmm. it just powers through those clouds and comes straight back to you. Yes, I hear. I, I recall Esther Hicks talks about rockets of desire. Oh, does she? <laughs> yes. So how you send out your rockets of desire? I love the analogy. You know, sort of the the seeing those little black because you can you can that's something you can work with if you have an analogy, you have an image, then you can disperse that. You can do yes. something with it. So yeah, and I and and. I know the Hawaiians have a, a, a technique where you take little black bags out of your head, but I don't that I don't sit comfortably with that because I don't believe. And that's black another bags. good point: is that it has to resonate, it has to click yes, with you. Right. Yes. Yeah, yeah yes. you have to be able to relate to it. You have to yes. be able to feel, yeah, that's right. And of course, as you develop more and more, it won't sit comfortably if someone tells you something low energy. You know, yes. so if someone tries to stimulate you, I know my father used to criticize me. Uh, thinking that he was going to stimulate me to do better. Mm-hmm. And, and in actual fact, all he did was diminish the self-worth. Right. And you would want to move away from the thing that he was ex- yes. exactly trying to encourage. Yes. 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 And of course, I used to respond to criticism and react, you know, by, by being successful. Now, it, I don't respond well that way because I'm moving towards goals all the time. Yes. And it just doesn't, it doesn't mean anything to me anymore. So eventually it gets decharged, would you say? Or? It does. It does. And, and of course, we're always searching for newness. Newness is a great way to learn. Mm-hmm. You know, if you put even something that you've, that you've learned before in a new context, you'll learn it much more easily. Mm-hmm. It's got to have the energy component in it. It's got it to energize does. you. 
Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh-huh. So. So you mentioned before about decisions uh, not being made, uh, not be mm. ba- being based on logic. So tell right. us, how, are dis- how do we make decisions? We make decisions on emotions. You know, if you've got three perfect candidates for a job, uh-huh. it's going to be the one with the most, the, they've actually done studies that prove that the one with the most enthusiasm will be the one who gets it. Yes. Even if it's not the perfect candidate, yes. someone who's enthusiastic and positive will get the job over someone who's very laid back or... Yeah. Not terribly, not terribly excited about the idea. Yes, yes. And ha- do you think that's hooked into the 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 confidence at all? Uh, you know, I'm it is. But and it, we we're getting into an interesting area here because of course someone who is going for an accountant's job or a bookkeeper's job mm-hmm. typically they won't have that kind of extrovert personality. They won't have that enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. And we have to look past that and, and actually look to, you know, the results they produce with the work. Mm-hmm. And quite often people who are auditory, people who are um, process thinkers will mm-hmm. not have eye contact very easily. Mm-hmm. And of course that comes across as unfriendly. Uh-huh. So people like people who are like themselves, typically the CEOs or the, or the human resource managers who are interviewing people are looking for people like themselves. Uh-huh. You know, I actually did a whole uh, corporate uh, workshop with it for about three days with a, a new company that was setting up. It was a new health company. And the two people who had been interviewing were very, very auditory digital. That means they were very process thinking. They were very much, you know, everything had to be in the right order. Everything was in thought boxes. And we did a test on the on the people they'd chosen, and 90% of the company were also auditory digital, uh-huh. which, which didn't make for a good mix because it was a health company, and people were supposed to be very friendly and kinesthetic and visual. Yes. Well, you know, that's very interesting. Well, it is. Yeah, and and you you know people are plagued by an inability to make decisions. I know yeah. you've you've developed a very easy easy decision making technique you call oh, one to yeah. ten. Um, how does that work? It works so well. It's literally uh, it's applied kinesiology. So on a on an unconscious level, you know exactly what's good for you and what's not good for you. Mm-hmm. So what happens is when you're a child. Uh, your mom says, eat your vegetables, they're good for you. Even though you don't particularly feel like eating them, you'll do it. So, mm-hmm. you know, if mom's choosing clothes for you, mom mm-hmm. will say, this is suitable to wear. And you say, no, but I want to wear this. And then mom says, no, you have to wear this. And what happens is your your decisions are constantly overridden by your mm-hmm. parents or by other mm-hmm. other authority figures. And what happens is then you actually commit, become uh, in a, in a, unable to make those decisions easily. Mm-hmm. What I realized very quickly was with my daughter, I wanted her to make good decisions quickly. So I would set out three lots of clothes and then say, go ahead and choose one of those and every one of them is correct. What happened is she then starts making decisions really simply. She's always been able to do it. Mm-hmm. Now, what I was thinking was, how do I get to make good decisions? And I actually started realizing that when I did a 1 to 10 on it real quick, how good is it for me as opposed to how much do I want it? Mm -hmm. How good is it for me is how does it resonate on a deep level? Mm -hmm. So, for instance, with travel, with with, uh, all all the uh, keynotes and all the conventions I'm invited to, I will actually work with it. How good is it for me to do this convention in Mm -hmm. L.A.? And then I'll get a 1 to 10. It's a 10. I love L.A. It's a fabulous place. Uh, Seattle I love as well maybe Minnesota maybe a six unless there's some other um, a six out of ten unless there's some other kind of thing that's going to be mm-hmm. interesting to do there um, 
simply because it may it may not be financially viable or or whatever. But on an unconscious on an unconscious level, you actually know which which city you resonate with as well. Mm-hmm. So there is um, sort of that whole you mentioned also about adding the health connection to whatever you're you're planning uh, right. that will help you to succeed. So it almost sounds like you know by asking you know how good is this for me would mm-hmm. you say that's sort of a health connection there it is it is you're right because good is kind of part of god right health comes from the word hail which comes from the word which means healthy mm-hmm. which comes from the word holy which is actually related to the deeper resonance of you know being at one with god or with the universe so that good comes from that which that which says that is it good for me is is it healthy for me is it does it make me more whole Mm-hmm. So that would be a secret say if you're writing an affirmation that you something you want to succeed at to somehow yeah. add the component of um, health. Uh, Correct. And yeah, then you're you say, yeah, because if you say I'm, I'm ready to get money now, I want ten thousand dollars. I I have ten thousand dollars in my pocket right now. Your unconscious mind will just go, cool. I'm really glad about that. Mm-hmm. However, if you say I, it's healthy for me to have ten thousand dollars in the post tomorrow. What will happen is your unconscious mind has to take notice because health is the word, the key word, which which makes it jump up and take notice. Mm-hmm. And it will start figuring out ways to have that happen. Correct. Because and it's then all, it, it's programmed to search for wholeness and for health. Mm-hmm. And then you'll start having ideas. Yeah. Or images yeah. or different uh, things will come to you that you need yeah. to act on. Yes, you're right. Yeah. You you you're opening up the channel by using the word health. Mm-hmm. Well, that's yeah. a wonderful little tip. I think that's mm-hmm. an excellent little tip. So what percentage of words in the English language um, carry emotional weight? Uh, there's about 20%. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, of course, half of those are high energy and half of those are low energy. Mm-hmm. However, the high energy words carry more weight than the low energy words. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're naturally programmed. So good would carry probably twice as much weight as bad. Mm-hmm. So um, originally when I wrote the first book, I actually did um, internet word searches and came up with literal figures. And of course, my publisher said, well, it's going to be out of date in about two minutes. So what we had to do, my husband and I, was work for months and months on percentages, Uh on on ratios and proportions. Mm -hmm. And him being a math major really helped, so he could do all the ratios for me. Mm-hmm. And it was really consistent that uh, you could use two low energy words in a sentence and one high energy word, and it will just you'll go nowhere fast. Yeah, it ba- they balance each other out. They yeah. balance each other yeah. out. So you can say, "Wow, the weather the weather today really sucks. It's horrible. I hope it gets great tomorrow," and you said nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Nor have you moved anywhere. If and you say the weather isn't great today. It will be fabulous tomorrow because uh, the sun will be shining. You know, immediately you're moving forward and feeling better. And it's how you're framing it. It's you're framing it even if it's, you know, I mean, you're being honest. I think it's important Mm. that you're being honest with yourself. But you're framing it in a way that is still energizing for you. That's right. And saying not good instead of bad actually takes you to good. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it, people have said to me, well, can I replace bad with good? Well, no, you can't, because if it's bad, it's not good. Mm-hmm. So you can't say, um, I'm feeling bad today, I'm feeling good today. That's that's not true. You're actually stating an untruth, and you, your conscious mind will resist that, that whole possibility. If you say, I'm not feeling good today, your unconscious mind and your conscious mind can kind of work together and start to move you towards the good then. Yes, like you were saying before, it can't recognize the subconscious mind can't 
recognize you know the the if you're if you're framing it in a negative way you know it'll just look at the negative word in other it words will. yeah it will. It'll yeah. Do, your unconscious mind is going to have such a negative and give you more of the same yes. however we we have to be careful with the conscious mind the conscious mind really needs to be cajoled into believing something oh. so if i say to you go open the window now you'll go what and, and you'll kind of resist that and say, how dare you talk to me like that? So I need to mm -hmm. say to you, KG, the window is really, I'd love you to open the window, please, because it's getting a little warm in here. Mm -hmm. And you'll go, sure. However, if you speak that way to your unconscious mind, it will ha not have a clue what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. You actually need to say to the unconscious mind, go open the window for me mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. A command. It's a command. It, yeah. it only responds exactly the way that the Internet responds. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. You don't want any fuzzy pleases or thank yous or, you know, like nices around it. It doesn't need any padding. It needs direction. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a servo mechanism. It has no feelings or thoughts of its own. It just has responses. Yes, and it's serving your survival. Correct. Yes. So, yeah. so you mentioned about switching words, how it can help society. How is that? Tell us about that. Well, simply because we're here to get on with each other. I mean, we, as, as groups, we can only form about 150. In the jungle, we could only form about 150, 170 people, and then we had to split up into a different group. And that was basically because you couldn't groom more than that many people in a day. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that was the way we, we kind of connected. Now, what, the only way we really have to connect with someone who lives in another country is by the words we use. Mm -hmm. So if you actually change those words, even in the in, even in the emails you send, mm -hmm. you know, um, you actually then change the the ability for the for humanity co to connect on a mm -hmm. deeper level. Mm -hmm. So and of course, you know, if if you're actually working out what can I say to someone that will make them feel supported, as opposed to making them feel mm -hmm. like you know I'm rejecting them, mm -hmm. what will happen then is people will start to feel nicely about other people. So who, who what type of people write the best? emails that carry that energy you're talking about there must be certain people that are you know more extroverted people maybe energized whereas i'm thinking it's more to do with the kinesthetic or visual people rather uh -huh. than the auditory or auditory digitals the auditory i mean uh, my husband is very auditory digital mm -hmm. and i'll get an email say look at this and I'll go, okay, where's the hi, Yvonne? Look at this, please. Love, <laughs> love Will. You know? And he's like, what are you talking about? I just sent you an email. Yeah. You know, and it's, I, I kind of sit there and go, gulp. And, you know, he, he absolutely just is very clear about, look at this. That's all he wants to say. Yeah. You know, and, and someone who is in that kind of uh, corporate kind of thinking mode mm -hmm. doesn't come across as warm and fuzzy and friendly. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, I truly believe we need to pick up the phone more. You know, it is it conveys a lot. The voice conveys yeah. so much. It is a very it's, healing device. It really yeah, is. So. It is. It's 38%. I mean, you have a beautiful healing voice, mm -hmm. and that comes across as really being very warm and supportive no matter mm -hmm. what you're saying. So, mm -hmm. you know, that there's there's a huge amount of, of uh, energy can, can be conveyed mm -hmm. in the tone. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. So tell us then, it, maybe that's tied in, you were talking about um, the importance of uh, teachers and parents to read aloud to children. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I really, right before Katie was born, I was talking with her. I used to talk about the breeze, how she would love the water. Um, when she was born, I used to take her around the house and show her things and point things out and, and play music and play sounds. It was, to me, a constant 
that every opportunity was a learning opportunity. Mm-hmm. And uh, quite often when she got a bit older, I'd say, oh, do you remember this park? And she'd say, no. And then I'd say, do you remember this zoo? No. And at first I was thinking, wow, you know, maybe it wasn't such a great thing for me to do to put all that input. Now, however, she'll suddenly come out with a fact and I'll think, wow, I talked with her about that when she was three. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. it's really, you can embed a huge amount of knowledge at a very young age before mm-hmm. they're seven without mm-hmm. them being consciously mm-hmm. aware of it. Well, I did that same thing. When, when my son mm-hmm. was in utero, actually, mm-hmm. I yeah, used to have yeah. all sorts of exchanges and sen- sensuous, you know, mm-hmm. things to convey the vibration, the sensuousness. Yes. Yeah. Yes, so. exactly. And it's really important. Of course, parents talking to children, they'll say, don't touch. Mm-hmm. Well, the kid, the child is going to touch because all the right. child hears is touch. Right. Well, that's the image that's conjured up. You can't, you have to, you have to think of the opposite. You know, you have to think of what it is that you don't want them keyword. to do. Exactly. Yeah. They're looking, they, they, they only hear the keyword. Yeah. Unless it's conveyed in a, in a, a different tone. Mm-hmm. So if a child is playing with something dangerous, if you say don't touch, it will touch it. If mm-hmm. you say don't touch, it will touch it. If you say don't touch, it will mm-hmm. drop it immediately. Mm-hmm. So the tonality mm-hmm. will convey some kind mm-hmm. of danger, mm-hmm. and the child will then will then uh-huh. automatically respond. Yes, yes. However, so it's, it would be yeah. much better to say, why don't you hold this instead? <laughs> yes. Well, it's a big reframing, whole reframing process you know with the language that you're programmed with so that you're talking to yourself in a way that is loving and supportive so and it just uh it's awareness and your book is so good for helping you develop that and i i wanted to mention also you know we've been talking about um the the high energy words low energy words and how you outline that in your book i think that's very important that you give lots of examples of high energy words and exactly what you're talking about it's just so very clear the book is very clear and everything that you're you're uh telling us so so, um, what is yeah, it? It was interesting when 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 we were editing it. I was um, I asked for an editor who had NLP background because mm-hmm. uh, it was really important that she understood about language and about towards and away from. And uh, I worked with a wonderful girl called Julie uh, in uh, in um, oh she was from Portland I think, and she actually has her master's NLP. And we spent weeks sometimes talking about one word. Wow. Was, this low, was this low energy or was wow. it high energy? In what context was it? Could we make it sound better in English? Yes. Because, of course, when you start to replace the low energy words, sometimes you're left with some interesting kind of phrases. Yes. yes. You know, and, and she would say, Doesn't, it really sounds not easy. It sounds a little awkward, this. Can yes. we make it sound more smooth? Yes. And we would, we would spend literally weeks. I must have gone through the book 200 times. Well. There it. The only words in there that are low energy are there because I want them there. Yes. Well, you're very passionate about developing that awareness with mm-hmm. language. So yes, it really exactly. comes yeah, it comes through. Yeah. Yeah. So, 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 for instance, with the word anger and sadness and fear and guilt, those are simply labels for words. Mm-hmm. Those are labels we give to things, to an awareness of something that isn't there. And what happens when you when I have to use them in the in the book because we have to relate we have to go search for the file that has anger in it and the yes. the file has sadness in it in order to relate to the word. Yes, yes, it's so clear. You are really you're very good at making everything very clear. So, what is the principle behind your mind magic with the negative emotion release in less than a minute? 
Right, the mind magic I came up with, um, my daughter, because I've really been positive with her her whole life, I mean, for the first three years I didn't say no once. I found other ways to say it. I would say, if you do this, then this will be the result, darling. Mm -hmm. And it was not easy at all. Um, I found myself when she was about 10 months old, uh, she was tugging at my skirt and I turned around and in my head I was hearing, if you don't stop that, I'll give you something to cry for. <laughs> and, I, and I suddenly thought, whoa, I was about to say that. Mm. And I, shot, I really shocked myself so much, I actually stopped it, of course, and put her in the other room and said, I'll be with you in a few minutes, my sweetheart, play with this. Wow. And from that day, I decided I would only, oh, well, the words coming out of my mouth would be, be positive and supportive. Yeah. And of course, because she's had that background, she really hadn't had a lot of connection with anything negative. And then, of course, when she was about eight years old, she watched a little program. It was a zombie cartoon. Mm -hmm. And she was so scared by it. She was in such a state of fear, she started having panic attacks. Wow. And we worked with her. I did hypnosis. I, oh, you name it, I did it. Mm -hmm. And I finally thought, if I'm going to get a good night's sleep ever, I have to find a way to clear this. Mm -hmm. And I started putting little techniques together and thinking, how does the unconscious mind work when you delete a file? Mm -hmm. So when you delete a file on the computer, you first of all have to know its name. Mm -hmm. You know, delete the anger file or the mm -hmm. fear file. Mm -hmm. And then you have to uh, put in, you know, delete this file. And then what does it say? It says, are you sure you want to delete this mm -hmm. file? Yeah. And then, of course, it goes to trash or to recycle. Mm -hmm. So it's a three-step process, so you simply do it three times. Mm -hmm. And then I realized you hold the energy in your body, so you need to find it in your physical body, first of all, and you need to replace it into a different part of your body because we hold our emotions in our body. Mm -hmm. We store them there. That's the only place your unconscious mind has to store them. And the, the place you release them from is the state of alpha, which is when you look up. Mm -hmm. So if you, if you look up right now and look at a spot on the ceiling mm -hmm. and then become aware of what's on the right and what's on the left and you'll notice that you suddenly start to feel really, really calm. Mm -hmm. It feels really nice. You start to go, ah, very soporific. Mm -hmm. So in that place, you're actually in the state of alpha. You are using the prefrontal cortex and that's the place you release the negative emotion from. Mm -hmm. It's like releasing it from the mountaintop, not actually while you're in it. Mm -hmm. so, so, you, so you find where the emotion, the negative emotion is held in your body. Put, that's, that's right, by putting your head down. So mm -hmm. go. would you like to go ahead and we'll do it? And I'll yes. I'll show you how to do it. Oh, yes. Okay, good. Yes. Great. So what emotion would you like to release? What's your name for the file folder? Anger. You were talking about anger, so anger is anger, always... Anger is yes. top dog. It's a really good one. Anger, once you release anger, everything else will start to fly up. So, like, sadness is next in line. So, what I would like you to do is go ahead and um, put your head down, KG, and find where anger is in your physical body. And anybody listening can do this as well. Solar plexus in my upper Solar abdominal plexus. area. Mm -hmm. Hey, and I've got something happening in my throat. You don't even need to know what it is as long as you can place where that the little file folder is right now. And what you do then is you simply look up. Choose your spot on the ceiling and become aware of what's on the right and the left. And we're going to replace that file folder from your solar plexus. And we're going to give it an instruction from the left hand. So I want you to put your left hand in a loose fist on your knee. Mm -hmm. And then put the forefinger of your right, the tip of your right forefinger on the top of the first knuckle. It, this is the meridian that leads to your gut, actually. So that's where your emotions mainly show up. 
So you're actually instructing the unconscious mind. So basically it's an NLP technique called anchoring. You're going to anchor the new instruction into that knuckle. Mm -hmm. So you've got your head up, you've got, you're aware of both sides of you with your finger on the knuckle, yep. Mm -hmm. Take a deep breath. Keep staring upwards, and as you release the breath, let go of the root cause of the anger. Preserve all the positive lessons for your health and benefit. And take the finger off. Go ahead and put your head down and try and find it again. And it won't be so obvious this time, right? Yeah, oh, it's much less. Okay, go ahead and put your head up. Choose a spot on the ceiling, become aware of what's on the right and the left, put the finger on the knuckle, take a deep breath. And as you release the breath, let go of the root cause of the anger, preserve all the positive lessons for your health and benefit. Last time, head down. You won't be able to find it at all this time, but look for it anyway. Go ahead and look up, choose your spot. Become aware of the right and the left, finger on the knuckle, take a deep breath. And as you release the breath, let go of the root cause of the anger, along with all other negative emotions, limited decisions and beliefs, preserve the positive lessons for your health and benefit. And you are done. Now oh, go ahead and try and find it. Yeah, I wasn't finding it that last time. It was already right. gone. So it's just sort That's of a, right. like a, a vacant spent, uh, feeling there. Is there anything yeah. I should then, is, is it a good thing to maybe replace it with some good feelings or anything nope, after nope. that? or just Not at all. I th I've thought this one through thoroughly. When you've removed the black clouds, the sun is there already. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. It's our natural state. It's the natural state. You're yeah. reverting back to your natural state of joy. Yes. What you'll find is that you, if you simply keep on, you, you release the emotions in this order. Yes. Anger, sadness, fear, guilt, and anxiety. If you do it in that order, you'll naturally feel great. What was, what was, that, was that order again? Anger? Anger, sadness, fear, and guilt. And anxiety is kind of a future-based emotion. It's not real. Right. I usually put fear and anxiety in the same sentence, so right. I usually say release the fear and anxiety. Yes. Because yes. people mix up fear and anxiety. They'll say I'm afraid of something in the future, and they're not. They're anxious about the future. Yes. And yeah, is so that... Isn't it great? Is it... Oh, it's wonderful. I start Right away, I wanted to laugh. Yeah. It's like <laughs> it, brings you back, it totally brings you back to joy. You it's, it's very interesting. You do not need to replace anything because it's yes. simply just clearing out old yes. illusions. Yes. And so... Um, you know, does this keep coming up? Or I mean, it's not the same one. You released it, but will you have layers of the onion? You absolutely will do, and you'll also have secondary emotions like uh, rage mm -hmm. and um, uh, frustration. Mm -hmm. Those those are, those are subsets of the anger, the mm -hmm. initial anger. Mm -hmm. So if, so if you repress anger long enough, you'll end up depressed. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. and of course, because you've released the anger, you'll get sadness coming up. Sadness mm -hmm. is the is the, the mm -hmm. next one coming up, and you mm -hmm. you may find yourself bursting into tears for no good reason mm -hmm. and releasing. Mm -hmm. However, it's a good release; it feels good. Mm -hmm. I noticed the first year I was doing this, I would suddenly have uncontrollable crying for no good reason, mm -hmm. and I, w I was thinking even at the time, but I'm not feeling anything; I'm just crying. Mm -hmm. It was. It wasn't like I was really sad about it. It was just tears of release. Mm -hmm. So, how often should somebody do this technique? I mean, it sounds well, like it's you something. You do it ten times a day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To clear yourself anytime something comes up and you're feeling uneasy yeah. or. Um, yeah, and really useful if you're at work, for instance, and someone's really triggered something in you. You can simply mm -hmm. walk out 
make yourself a coffee, do the mind magic while you're out mm-hmm. there, you'll go back and you won't even have any any negative feelings uh-huh, at all. Uh-huh. There will be no build-up. That's the beauty of it. Uh-huh. Well, that's a good... I like the uh, that you're mentioning the word trigger because we do get triggered by people, situations, and then it's like we get taken over by yeah. these unconscious, um, these old things in our subconscious mind where well, we then this, it's not so much that we're taking over it's that the unconscious mind goes oh yes i've got an old box of garbage i'd like you to clear out uh-huh you think of it like a garage sale yes you i you, you open a cup and you go oh there's yes. some old stuff to clear out yeah and your unconscious mind goes yay yes. let's do it and to uh, well what you're pointing out is very i think that's a very helpful thing to point out because i mentioned to people when they get triggered and something comes up it's an opportunity to release it's not coming up to get reactivated. You can release it. It's coming up yeah. for you to say goodbye. <laughs> up to say, we have something interesting to to look at here yes. and, and get rid of, you know, and yes. clear out. Because you naturally want to move towards wholeness and that yes. natural, yes, state of yes. joy. Yes. Right. Now, you didn't mention the, the emotion of shame. I mean, is mm-hmm. that, wh- does that, where does that fit in all of this? Uh, guilt is something you feel about someone else and it's something you've done to someone else. Uh-huh. Shame is the feeling of, that you've done something yourself. Uh-huh. Guilt shame when we feel we've done something about ourselves, which we're shameful about, uh-huh. and guilty with someone else. So, yeah, guilt, shame is a subset of guilt. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's a really important one. It's like hurt is a subset of sadness. That's what I find. The guilt shame thing. They're very tied in with each other. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. if you can simply, as long as you can name the file, you can release it. Yes. You know. And, yes. and actually, that's not strictly speaking true because even if you can't name the file, you can still release it. Yes. If it's just you know you're uncomfortable, it just feels uncomfortable. Yeah. Something's I up. Ha- I- yeah, I had a, a workshop in Seattle, and we, we were working with, with one girl, and she was really, really crying. And I, I said to her, you know, what is it? And apparently it was her father who committed suicide, and she'd just gone into deep hypnosis and retrieved some old files that she needed to clear. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, what's the name of the file? And she said, sadness. And because we did the sadness, and it didn't affect it at all. Mm-hmm. And I said, can you name the file? She said, no. She said, I don't even know what the name is for this feeling. It's just not a nice feeling. Uh-huh. So I said, well, let's release the not nice feeling. Mm-hmm. And it, within one minute, she was totally feeling fine mm-hmm. again. Because mm-hmm. you know? she, yeah. she connected with it. I mean, she had somehow yeah. connected with it. You know, even she, though she gave wasn't. me the name of the file. She said it wasn't mm-hmm. a nice feeling. So yes. I just repeated those words back. At yes. Me. So in your book, Every Word Has Power, you share this mi- magic of the mind technique for mm. all these different self-worth, awareness, yeah. focus yeah. and intention, letting go, communication, understanding, relationships. Um, is there any one of these you found to have the most beneficial results? In what way? Uh, I'm just wondering page, it. Page 103 is the My Magic we've just done. Yes. Which is the most useful page in the whole book. <laughs> okay, okay. I was just wondering if there was one for people to take a, you know, go for, to work with, um, that would, is it generally, you know, beneficial to, to everyone who, who uses it? It's beneficial to everyone. Yeah. It really is. I mean, the techniques in the book are for everybody. We, I really worked a lot on what would be applicable to a mother, a parent, a teacher, mm-hmm. a father, a, a businessman, a businesswoman, someone who is, you know, in caretaking. They're really very, very specifically aimed at the human condition. 
Mm-hmm. So just about everybody, and children are, as well can benefit from it very, very young. Yes. Well, you were talking about your daughter, Katie, and I would love it if you'd share, you know, some of the results you've seen with some of the things she's manifest. Uh, oh, she is amazing. She, from very, very young, she used to say to me, I'm sending off on this for this competition, Mom, that's on the TV. I want this T-shirt. And I would kind of gently say, well, you know, there's a lot of people enter, darling. And she'd say, I'm going to win it. And the number of things we used to get through the post was phenomenal. <laughs> I, I, was, I was just like, wow, you did it again. That's amazing. When she went to school, what was very interesting is she stopped winning things for about two years. Uh-huh. And she said, everybody keeps telling me I can't win, Mom. And I'm like, you know that's not true. You know you did it before. Mm-hmm. And then about a year or two later, she started getting a lot more confident with herself yes. again. Yes. Started winning again and saying, you know what, I'm not going to believe everybody else. Mm-hmm. Last year, she won two guitars and an iPod. Oh, wonderful. This, this year already, she's, uh, she won a $150 weekend acting workshop. Mm-hmm. She's absolutely amazing, and wow. you know, she, she just says, "If I really want it, I can get it really easily, Mom." And she had that hookup with the the idol, the yeah, the Canadian idol. Yeah. Church. it was like yeah. she, she literally said, "I want to be, I want to be heard by someone who's really important and in the know." Uh-huh. And of course, we went to a charity um, sing along. Mm-hmm. And met the Canadian Idol judge, and he's he just said he's really interested. You yeah. know, keep in touch. It very interesting. Yes, it's amazing how the the creative, you know, that creative energy it creates its yes. own amazing channels. It does. It yeah. does. She'd always said she wanted to be heard by Disney, and I said I have absolutely no connection with Disney, Kate. I have no idea how to get a connection with Disney. Probably you'll have to be in L.A. And it happened that the acting weekend was actually run by Disney, and she was heard <laughs> by, one, by one of the talent scouts at Disney. And I just was like, "Wow, you did it again!" Perfect, perfect example. Perfect Absolutely example. Amazing. Really phenomenal. So yeah, she she's got a good handle on success, which is great. So also, you mentioned about uh, rapport, and mm. what is rapport, and what can uh, someone do to create instant rapport? Rapport is basically, it's not about liking. People think it's about whether they like someone or not. Liking has nothing to do with it. It's simply about body language Mm -hmm. and tonality because you like someone who is like you. Mm -hmm. So if you are wearing the same suit as someone else or you have the same interests as someone else, you'll immediately like them. And there's a way to make someone like you instantly without you having to uh, just be yourself. You can actually make rapport happen. Mm Mm-hmm. And part of that is uh, I, I teach people in a, a workshop setting that they can go up to someone with a, with a, a non-smiling face, stand upright, shake their hands, and they come across totally unfriendly. Mm-hmm. And, and they will get, the, I say to the person on the other end, how did you feel? And they'll say, ooh, it felt like they were just not nice. I didn't mm-hmm. like them. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're not a friendly, not a nice person at all. So what we do is you go up to someone, you lean forward a little bit as though you're kowtowing, Mm-hmm. Your head is on one side. That's a really important thing. The head to one side says, I'm bowing to your light. And you simply flick your eyebrows, open your eyes, and show all your teeth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's very interesting. When, when, we, when we do that the second time, within two seconds, the whole room is talking. Uh-huh. It's chattering. It's ch- everybody goes on to the second stage, which is, oh, really? What interests have you got? What do you, what, what do you have in common with me? Uh-huh. So that is some prelimbic 
yeah, <laughs> association kind of like, that's wired well, into our bodies to recognize it, it, as a signal it's, for it's deep wired because when you've yeah. got someone running through the jungle at you, if their if their eyes are small and they've got their their brow furrowed and they're moving forward with, with <laughs> the mouth closed, you know to run or to fight. Yes. <laughs> no, I mean it's something like zero point zero one five of a second you have to recognize yes. whether that person's friendly or not. Yes. Um, and if they've got a smiling, wide open face, wide open eyes, flicking eyebrows, you know, moving forward, bowing a little bit, you know that p positive energy and positive emotions are produced and you feel great and you like the person. Yes. Very, well, very yes. fabulous stuff. Well, what a, that's another great little uh, insight for people to get, you know, for creating rapport. I like mm -hmm. that. So um, what are some uh, other, uh, you mentioned Kate, we talked about Katie, some of her wonderful results. Mm. But what are some of the results that have been reported by your clients just by sh switching their keywords? A lot of, um, there's, there's a client I have called Dr. Ebby Taby here in Toronto, and he deals a lot with people with depression. And he's mm -hmm. simply found by changing and reframing people's words and telling them to change their words that the depression almost immediately uh, releases within a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. It's it's really interesting. Your immune system boosts up. You can get better more quickly. Um, you'll certainly manifest a lot more successful results mm -hmm. because you, you're always thinking about where you're going towards instead of you know where you don't want to go. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I've had you know simply someone even reading the book and having the recognition. I've had email after email from all over the world um, saying we love the book. What a difference that just knowing that one thing has made in my life. Mm -hmm. And it, and it makes you feel more friendly towards other people. What people don't realize is that, that they associate you with the words you use. So yes. even if you're talking about someone else and saying, oh, that person's horrible, da-da-da-da. They think you're horrible. They, they associate <laughs> you with the word horrible. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Yes. And this is unconscious. It just goes on automatically. That's right. Totally creating that's these associations. Yes. So that's why Hillary didn't win. I'm sure that was one of the main reasons Hillary didn't get. Yeah, the, some of those signals, signals she unconsciously throws off. Yeah. Yeah. She was talking about Obama all the time in negative terms initially. Yeah. yeah. Because Obama wasn't going there, and he just said, "You know what? We're not going there. Let's yeah. talk about hope for the future." Yes. Yes. So she got associated with the way she least wanted to be associated with. Yes. So, well, would you say that's sort of a, a self sabotage thing, or is that just un being unconscious? It's just been unconscious. Okay. I, I simply don't think she was aware of what she was doing. Yes, yes. You know, you, you hear politicians and, and you listen to what they're saying, and I, I just sit and watch going, wow, interesting. Yeah, people don't know what they're doing. <laughs> no, not a clue. And your book is great. Your book is Thank great you. for developing that awareness. So, yeah. so you mentioned earlier about a switch buddy. What is a switch buddy, and how does that work? Well, what's interesting is that I realized that I wasn't able to hear the, the low energy words I was using. And when I started this game with uh, my hypnotherapy training clients, um, what they'd do is they'd say, what did I just say? And I would say, switch to them as soon as they said something low energy. So if they mm -hmm. said, oh, I'm really worried about it, I'd say, switch. Mm -hmm. And they'd say, what? What did I just say? And I'd say, you know, you'd have to repeat it, obviously. And they'd go, oh, oh, and well, and they, they couldn't even think of anything to change it to. Mm -hmm. So instead of I'm worried about something, they could say, I'm just been thinking about something. Mm -hmm. Right? And just finding the switch phrases initially is not easy at all. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, because it's literally, a, it's like learning a new language. Now, when, what we do with the class is that we actually have coins like um, poker chips. 
and everybody gets 20 poker chips at the beginning of the week mm -hmm. and uh, as soon as they say a low energy word they have to give a coin away mm -hmm. and they have to do it as they say it so it's introducing a break stake at that point right so you 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 have to introduce the break stake when when they actually say it yeah. as opposed to finish the sentence off yes which means you're just getting the connection between how you're yeah. having a loss with having you know, had a low yes. energy word. Yes. Yes, and it quite often what you have, well, I'll explain it by saying, if you had lettuce between your teeth and you were just going for a job interview, would you be really happy if someone said, hey, you've got lettuce between your teeth? You'd say thank you as well. So so I, what I say is, as soon as you get caught, you you need to say thank you and give them a, mm -hmm. a coin. Mm -hmm. and, and you'll often hear people the first couple of days saying, but I was just saying what someone else said. I wasn't actually using that word, right. even though I just said it. Right. You'll hear them saying, "Well, you know, can I never, can I not just finish my sentence before I fin before I change it?" Well, yes. no, you can't because that actually doesn't help you. Yeah, yeah. So the disrupting <laughs> is very important to disrupt. Yes. Yeah, you you have to do a pattern interrupt. Right, right. At the time, and also uh, you're introducing a, an important element is the willingness to take responsibility. Hmm. Yes, that's huge. You always find out who's got the control issues as opposed to control the first couple of days of the class. Because mm -hmm. it's the one jumping up and down saying, but, 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 but. Yes. All these and excuses, I, I, yes. Yeah, yeah, I hear excuses a lot. Yes. And I actually join in the game. I'm really happy when someone points out a low energy word. Yeah, and well, of course, of course. I mean, that's why, you know, I, the association that you're paying them for helping yes. you out. Right. <laughs> like, thank you so kindly. Yes, yes, and that that's all a part of the reframing thing, you know. Yeah. And I, I have been, it's, you know, I'm still in the process of reframing myself that whatever, telling myself whatever happens, no matter how much resistance it may bring up in me because I really don't like it, that everything is operating to support me, to see everything as supporting me and helping me. It is. Yes. So the universe really is loving and supportive, and it's it's operating for us always. And, it is. So and if you go if you go from that perspective and say, um, it's always there for me. Mm -hmm. What happens is then, if you assume that it's positive, then it will actually start working for you. Yes. Well, grace operates. You mm -hmm. know, exactly. and yeah, and the the important component of the gratitude, the thank you. You know, it really. is, and thank you is a very high-energy word that yes. actually raises the vibration. Yes. So, also, you mentioned values a lot in your book. Mm -hmm. So, tell us, what are why are values so important? Values are really important because it, they're very deep-seated. There's something you're born with. It's something which is intrinsic to you. And if something goes against your values, whatever happens, it won't succeed. Mm -hmm. So, if you're, if you're simply going for money... Uh, and your highest value might be making a difference. You would only make a lot of money if you were making a difference doing it. Right. Right. So um, if you've got something, it's really basically by asking the question, what's most important to me yes. in life? Yes. And if you can get the list of about three or four, health should be somewhere up there in number one. Yeah. Some kind of spiritual value should be up there in the, within the top three. Mm -hmm. um, you know, relationships should be up there, love. That, mm -hmm. that kind of idea and if you can take it up to that level and say does this does this career choice support the love or the making mm -hmm. a difference mm -hmm. if it doesn't then you won't no matter how much you make money at it you won't enjoy it you won't it won't make your heart mm -hmm. sink mm -hmm. so what you're talking about is motives 
Yes. Why you're doing something. Yeah, the why is really, really important. Mm-hmm. And and because that's also, if you're doing it just to have a holiday, mm-hmm. that then it, it won't may or may not work. Yeah. If, if you're doing it for your health, it will always work. Yes, yes. So it's what kind of energy response you have. Yes, you and know? of course how excited you are about it. Yes, right? yes. Well, mm-hmm. yes. And so... So you said this is something we're born with values. I never really thought of it like that. So it's not a yeah. learn thir- learn thing. It's a part intrinsic to our nature, our way yeah. of being. Yeah, it is because mm-hmm. some people are not born necessarily to want to help other people a lot. Yes, you know that maybe isn't their job this lifetime. Yes. Maybe they're here to learn to receive. Yes, maybe they're here to learn about the value of of standing on their own two feet. So you can't develop a value. You can't change a value that sort you of thing you can develop a, a value i don't believe you can change it necessarily uh-huh. i think i think that's something which is intrinsic to you yes so so for instance uh, given if i'm offered a something which is fantastic money but mm-hmm. it doesn't help anybody i'll do it and i may make money at it but you know i'll i'll lose interest in it real quick whereas if you say to me would you do this fabulous job it's going to make a difference to humanity I wouldn't care how much you'd offer money for me. It, you know, it could be nothing or it could be a million dollars. It wouldn't make any difference. I'd still do it. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, and, and some people are just not motivated by helping humanity. It may be yes. just that they're motivated by helping a child or, or yes. you know, or, or um, teaching people. You know, it depends totally on what your, what your value system is. And it must be tied up. It sounds like it's tied in with your life purpose. Yes, I truly believe that. Yeah. And I believe you, you have a life purpose. It can be changed in as much as your parents can give you different values. You know, their belief systems can be superimposed over yours. Mm-hmm. And if, you're, if you work on yourself, you will revert back to your own value system completely. Yes, yes. Well, that's an interesting, that's a whole other talk in itself, yes. <laughs> what you're talking about there. Okay, so you were nominated for the final three cover national, uh, visionary awards with Lynn yeah. McTaggart and Carolyn Mace at the Inats yeah. in Denver. Why were you nominated and what for? It was for the Mind Magic CD and it was for mm-hmm. the Negative Emotion Release. Uh-huh. So I was really pleased Stephen to be up there with Lynn McTaggart and Carolyn Mace. Yes. Absolutely wonderful. And Lynn won it because she had uh, her six CD life work. Mm-hmm. Into the into the competition. And what but was it, it, what was it, Carolyn's? I don't know. I, I remember yeah. seeing it, but I'm not quite sure. Where yeah. it, it was a CD again. Yeah. It was an audio CD. Yeah. Well, she's done such phenomenal work. She but that's has. that's a that's good company. That's good oh, company, Vaughn. Yeah. 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 I love them both. So that's marvelous. Okay. Well, you asked me to save this question for towards more the end. So mm-hmm. tell us about yourself and your journey. I want to really hear something more about. You know why you came to this work. What was the inspiration for you? And right, basically because I was brought up in Manchester, England, and uh, not a terribly supportive household. My father was fairly abusive, well, very abusive, and uh, I I was always under the impression that I was fat and stupid because of simply he that's it, that that was his pet phrase for me. Wow. He used to walk in, and he you know when he walked in from work, if you were in his way, he would hit you. Oh no! And, wow. and he would simply say, "That's before you start." Oh. You know. So I learned to really run away from that doorway real fast. Oh. <laughs> and and of course, when I was thirteen, my sister died. Uh, my eleven-year-old sister died of cancer. And he turned around and he said to me, "I wish you'd died instead of her." 
Oh. So I had a huge amount of stuff to work through, you know, and, and looking back at the photographs of me as a teenager, I was beautiful. I had long, long blonde hair. I was like 120 pounds. I was stunning, intelligent. You know, I always got good marks at school, went to university. And I was left with that real strong feeling of, of lack of self-worth and self-destruct going on because of the childhood. And it was only when I started doing work on myself, mm-hmm. I realized, wow, so it wasn't me. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. coming to the realization that I was a beautiful, intelligent person who had a mm-hmm. lot to offer, I realized I never wanted anyone to go through what I'd been through. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was, I traveled a lot. I lived in South Africa for three years. I lived in Italy for three years. I lived in Portugal for three years. Finally came to Canada and loved it when I was 36. Mm-hmm. And um, started doing real work on myself, rebirthing, etc. became a therapist. Mm-hmm. And then when I was 39 years old, I suddenly woke up one morning and thought, you know what? I deserve it all. I want everything. I want a husband. I want a child. I want to be, you know, I want to have the happiness that I truly deserve. Mm-hmm. And within a year, I found it all. So Aww. magic. Yes, and you are magic, Yvonne. You are, mm-hmm. and <laughs> and <laughs> well, back to you. You know, the, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Doreen Virtue, angel therapist. You know, she developed angel therapy. That's what she's right. always saying. You know, it's just a reflection. Um, yeah. So, and you can really, you know, I always think you can really trust uh, that it's powerful. The teaching that someone is uh, uh, conveying, serving us with. Uh, is is has real validity when they have walked that road themselves and they know how incredibly challenging it is to turn it all around. Yes, it is. It is. And, and you know, looking back, it was a great journey and I'm really grateful for it. Yes. Uh, I would really not like anybody else to have to go through it. <laughs> yes. Well, and you've developed, you've developed shortcut tools for people to turn it around for themselves, yes, yes. definitely. And you know what, that's the beauty of it. I, I had such a lot of baggage mm-hmm. that when I finally learned how to release it, it was, wow, this is cool. This works, yeah. I'm going to make a note of this. Yes, and, and you're com- you, yeah, you convey that confidence to people that this can be done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I had so, to do it for myself. I mean, yes. when I was in my 20s and 30s, I used to wake up every morning thinking, wow, I hope it gets better than this today. Wow. Yes. You know, these days I wake up and I go, wow, cool. Yes. Looking at life, it's fun. Well, you must have the archetype of the wounded healer. You know, oh, is that in what your it is? yes, that's uh, uh, Carolyn Mace talks about that. You know, oh, and right. yeah, yes, yes, yes. So, so what are three things r- right now that our listeners can do to create powerful change in their lives, Yvonne? Uh, you can go to this with buddy. Uh, go choose someone who you're living with or who you know very well to say, right, may, let's make a promise to each other that we'll switch our words with each other. You catch me saying a low energy word, you tell me switch, and I'll tell you switch back. Mm-hmm. You'll be quite surprised at how many you come up with, actually. Uh, the second thing is to um, make goals much smaller. Mm-hmm. I think what, what happens with people is they say, I want to lose 20 pounds in two weeks. And, of course, if you lose something, you're going to find it again, so that's the not right word to use. Mm-hmm. It's, it's much more to do with I want to become slimmer and healthier within two weeks, and however much, is, you know, however, however, however much that goes, that's fantastic, and I'm going to work on that. If you work on exercising, say, an hour a day when you've not been exercising, it's just not going to happen. 
So what I usually say to people is, could you exercise for five minutes a day? And they'll say, yeah, sure. And of course, what they say then is, well, what happens if I do 15 minutes? And then you're in 10 minutes in bonus. So in other words, what you do is you, you do a small achievable step first of all. Mm-hmm. And what they, what they say is usually they want to then push it up to 15 minutes. Then I'll do 15 minutes a day. Mm-hmm. And I won't let them do that as a therapist. I'll say, no, you're only ever going to do five minutes a day. Mm-hmm. Because that means if you do an hour, you have done 55 minutes bonus. You're in a brilliant state. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it's really, it, you know, it's making that one phone call instead of 20. Mm-hmm. You'll make the 20 phone calls because you've just done the one. You've yes. started moving. Oh, beautiful. So you set yourself up to win. Correct. Every day. You're always praising yourself instead of always beating yourself up, as most people say. You know, and the last thing, of course, is have fun doing it. Fun is the thing that we tend to not do quite as much as we get older. And if it's not fun, we're not going to learn and we're not going to enjoy the trip. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. Well, those are all wonderful. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Yvonne. It has been such a pleasure, and I am so honored to have you on the show, and I know our listeners will really benefit from all of the wonderful wisdom that you have shared with us today. Mm. So, right, thank you. Thanks for doing this. You're an amazing person yourself. <laughs> well, thank you. I wanted to please note, please visit Yvonne, Yvonne's website to learn more about her and her fantastic work at globalwelcome.com. That's globalwelcome.com. And the so. CD is on the website. The book is on Amazon or at uh, Barnes & Noble. The C- the, my Magic CD is actually available on the website. Oh, wonderful. Great. Mm -hmm. Well, have a beautiful day, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Thank you.